Hey, Google Nights awesome, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thinking, thoughts, uh, physical feelings, or sensations, emotions, you know, rocky road, either, you went, you know, vibrating butt from riding on rocky road, a vibrating gut, which rhymes with butt from eating too much rocky road. Maybe your name's Rocky Road, and you're just then another part of you would be vibrating because you say, "Man, I'm so tired of like uh, it was bad enough. My last name was Road. Uh, I mean, but uh, then my parents had to name me Rocky. You say, is that your real name or your na-? no? It's my real name's Rocky. Believe it or not, Rocky friggin' Road. And then you say, wait a second, no, no, was that a no, no, yeah, my middle name's not friggin'. I just said that for emphasis on how my emotional state regarding my name, Rocky, Edward Road. Why don't you just go as Ed? And I said, well, like, I didn't realize you could, like, it didn't, it wasn't until fifth grade that I realized I could change my name. And at that point, I was Rocky Road. It's too late. I said, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a rough life. You've, I mean, I can I have both empathy and compassion for you, Rock. Do you mind if I call you Rock? Wait a second, would you just call me? Rock, I was going to just call you Rock. Uh, no one's called me Rock before in my life. Well, you know, Rock, we're having this moment here, but believe it or not, I'm, in the, I'm not even in the middle of a podcast in Trump, just at the beginning of it. It must be confusing new listeners. Can I get back to you? Please don't. This is. I feel like I'm melting. Rocky, did you make a Rocky Road-related pun about yourself? I'm actually made of ice cream. Okay, I better get back to you. I may have to refer you to someone that knows what they're... Anyway, if you're new here to the podcast, excuse me, Rock. Sorry, just had a like emotional, mental tangent or something going on there. Uh, this is a podcast about just like we do with the bedtime story. As I said, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, press play. I said that fast because Rocky got me off schedule. Rock, that's right. You're rock now. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, create a safe place. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, and all the ways of distracting you, like storytelling, something similar to storytelling. It's been called story smelling before. It, don't worry, I've got those emails. Along with other things, yeah, but it's a podcast to take your mind off stuff that you don't have to really listen to. It's supposed to put you asleep, but you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Uh, and yeah, sometimes I have trouble forming my words totally. But if you're new here, one, I want you to feel welcome, just like this, just like uh, Rock, aka Rocky Road, who I'm speaking with here in the podcast studio. You know, I'm going to try to give Rocky a few more minutes to try to comfort Rocky from the life of living with the name Rocky Road. But just like, let's just pretend. Now, Rock, don't freak out when I say this. Like, Rocky's just a metaphor, accidental metaphor. That will be one of my autobiography titles, The Accidental Metaphorist. 
I think that's it. That, that was the peak podcast there. I just, I think I said, I'm not sure if metaphorist is a real word, but back before the second time I said it, I think I pronounced it correctly, even if it's fictional word. And yes, I will see if Gina Davis and uh, William Hurt are available. I don't know because it's probably take me about 25 years to get around to making the book Accidental Metaphorist. Anyway, if you're new here, I want you to feel welcome. I want you to feel generally safe. I'll try to win your trust and mostly by proving my somewhat ineptitude in, in a way where you say, well, geez, I'm here to put you to sleep to take your mind off stuff, but you don't have to listen to me. And just like, so right now, here's what we're dealing with. Let's just put everything out here. I've got someone here. They just showed up named Rocky Road. Birth name, Rocky E. Road, correct? Yes. And that, you know, that's, in, I'm sure there's, a, you know, there's there's worse names you could have, uh, Rocky. And this isn't a, like, a, a contest, so that's a tough name to have, Rocky Road. Like, were you born in the 50s? Do you look that old? No, I didn't mean it as a thing about your age. It was just trying to think when, like, I don't even know, like, uh, will this disturb you if I start trashing the Rocky Road ice cream rack? Here's a couple embarrassing things. I don't have Rocky, I don't have the slightest clue what Rocky Road ice cream is. I think, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, most of the people in my family that enjoy it, they've been committed to one place or another. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, make it like, an, like say, what are those called? False, you know, say, well, that's probably why. Here's what I think Rocky Road is, and you just stick with me. Chocolate ice cream, marshmallow, and some other, some stuff, I guess. And I guess I'm trying to figure out what is it, why the heck is it called Rocky Road then? And some people in the audience are going to think I'm kidding, Rock, but you can see my eyes and you know I'm serious. Uh, I'm pumping every neuron I have saying, come on, give it to me. Tell me, like, come on, you've been in those ice cream aisles before. Is it chocolate chips in there? I don't think it's pretzels because that seems, so that tells me it's the 1950s where the peak of Rocky Road. How about that for a book, Rock? Could I pitch you on a book, uh, The Peak of Rocky Road? No, it doesn't do it for you. I think we're close, though. Something the peak of Rocky Road. Something with that kind of rhythm. Rocky Road Peak. It could be a kid's adventure. Like uh, something like it, Remember Which Mountain or something. Rocky Road Peak. It, what do you see? I think you're nodding. And uh, you'll be the rock. Uh, you'll be a, the wise character that only appears later in the book or something. Don't worry. But here, for my audience's benefit, let's establish a couple of things. But one, uh, be a name to Rocky Road. Unless you're an ice cream baron or baroness, is not uh, it's not exactly a cup of uh, you know ice cream that's melted into tea-like form that you sip and enjoy, and it's not easy. Just like not being able to fall asleep is. Like, I mean, who knows tonight when I put my head in the b- pillow, if I'll be like uh, something will get on my. Ca- well, I can't believe you really embarrassed yourself on the podcast. I mean, now that I, that would cause me to laugh. I'd say, well, which part? W- minute one, minute two, minute three. And if w- which part did I embarrass myself? Minute five, minute six, minute seven. That quiet. That's like one of the few things that quiets down that brain bod. 
You say, okay, no, you want to be specific? Oh, when I didn't know what Rocky Road was. Well, I don't think, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't know if uh, Rocky Road is a dated ice cream, not a dated name, Rock. Sorry, I mean, this is a lot to manage here. The ice cream and the human and the name. And I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not trying to run a therapy session for people named after ice creams because, you know, I can't even think any non-trademarked ice cream names other than Rocky. Neapolitan, Neapolitan, that would be actually a sweet name. I guess you'd have to be a unanim, you know, is it a unanim, unanim? Rocky, do you know what a homonym is? You know, doesn't that sound good? That's a homonym, homonym, homonym. Doesn't that sound good? Maybe that could be your uh, your spirit word. Rocky Road, his spirit word is homonym. His best friend. Maybe you could. Maybe we could pair you with a lion named Napolitan. Rainbow Sherbert. No offense, Rocky. I'll write the podcast. Rainbow Sherbert's a little too, too like I, I overuse the word tropey, but oh boy. Yeah. No, I'll write the podcast. Thanks. So let's just leave it at Neapolitan. Okay, sometime, somehow I'm getting in a conflict with an imaginary guest. Within the, so anyway, if you're new to the podcast, I want you to treat you like if you ran into someone whose real name was Rocky E. Road, you'd say, wow, and you're not an ice cream, uh, you're not in that ice cream, what do they call that? The people that are ruling our country? I forgot what it's called. The, like, the, but yeah, you're not one of those. Okay, well, that's rough. I didn't know if you were like, uh, you know, Ben and Jerry's, like, uh, they brought on a par- partner, Rocky Road. They, they have, they have better names than that. Okay. You're killing me, Rocky Road. I'm trying to get a pod- I'm trying to close out a boring podcast and you're really sucking the air out of it. Oh no, Rocky. Right. Okay. This is getting weird. Rocky Road's weeping tears of marshmallow. So I was right about something. And it's probably probably a sign that you're not a human if you're weeping marshmallow tears. Okay, Rocky's quietly. So anyway, if you're new here, Spycast is silly. It, it, unintentionally, I just be myself. I don't like uh, to synapse malfunction. How that's how Rocky got here. As Duncan Trussell would say, Rocky, this is only temporary. You're only feeling crushed because you were named Rocky Road for now. Soon, whatever chemicals in my mind that caused your existence will dissipate into the rest of my limbic system. Your marshmallow tears will dry, and you'll be free. You'll be free, you know, until the next time you, uh, you know, then where will, if you dissipate in my limbic system, where will Neapolitan go? These aren't the, these aren't the best questions for a podcast intro rock. Uh, I'm stuck. How do you get a, a get rid of a... So, but you you do it with kindness. It's it's not easy. That's what I was gonna say. Not being able to fall asleep is uh, terribly hard. Just like being named after an ice cream flavor. Oh, now Rocky's saying that he the ice cream was named after him. Not true. I have a delusional ice cream named character here. What if these kind of things are going through your brain? You got to get, like you say, well, at bedtime, it can be hard because you say, I just want it quiet. I don't want to deal with uh, ice cream. And you say, well, I could distract you with that. And the reason I do it is because I've been there, been there sleepless. And at some point I said, well, I'm pretty good at rambling and making up stories 
that her story, like without the, without that, um, without that uh, homonym, you know, homonym, you know, where you don't say homina homina him homonym, where I just kind of fixate on homonym and and characters, lovely characters. Okay, please don't weep your marshmallow tears on my shirt because uh, I have to wash it. The dryer in my apartment building's broken. Okay, I gotta wrap this up, folks. I'm getting covered in marshmallow tears. Actually, there's something nice about it. Something sweet about it. Oh, sorry, Rock. Hey, that was your, that was a pun at your expense. But you know, it's not easy falling asleep. It just and uh, I think I tried to make that point about 15 times. It's a little bit distracting having, wait, like uh, this podcast is different. Let me let me ask you though. I ask this a lot. Were you thinking about whatever just ha- has been unfolding for the past eight minutes? Did it take your mind off of whatever was keeping you awake? Because I really want to help you. That's why I make this show. doesn't work for everybody. In fact, I think this particular intro is very similar to the ones that have a strong response from people. But I'm not trying to do this to, to bug anybody. I'm trying to do it to help people that are out there hurting in the deep, dark night. And if you are, I hope this show helps you. I can't guarantee it will. You know, there's a lot of other audiobooks on LibriVox and other podcasts and Bob Ross. But I made this to try to help you. I, I, I hope it does. And that's why I make it three times a week and work really hard at doing it. And the reason I always say is because I'm glad you're here. Uh, and because I know whence you came. Or, you know, I know what I, I don't know. It's really hard to make a like, salient point when you got a salient marshmallow running down the front of your friggin' shirt. But I want to thank Rocky, Rocky Road. Oh, I didn't even get that till, till just now. Rock, we could just name you Rocky Road. Okay, he just sighed. At least you weren't named Frankie Furter, you know? Oh, that was a char- fictional character. You're not, okay. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. And I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks for stopping by. Okay, uh, Electra, do you, before I call this meeting to order, do you understand uh, all the rules of this meeting? Well, I don't think it's funny. I just don't think this is funny at all. Uh, well, it's my it's my uh, evening activity. And I'm just wondering if you'll be able to fill your role as Boastmaster. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, Toaster, this goes against everything I've ever stood for as Toastmaster. Uh, but you'll be able to follow the rules as Boastmaster tonight. Yes, because it's your night, and I also like to follow the rules of fairness. That's what I believe. Okay, I call this meeting to order. Uh, welcome to the first meeting of uh, uh, Boastmasters uh, Club Number One. Uh, not because we're the best, because we're the first. Uh, Boastmasters is a club to uh, work on your boasting skills, uh, to boast, uh, but you do to have the best boast and also to have your boast analyzed and criticized. And I'd like to introduce tonight's Boastmaster, Electra. Put your hands together if you feel like it, everybody. Uh, okay, great. And, and do we have a timer? Do we, I didn't, I wasn't, cl- there's no timing rules. Thank you, Boastmaster. Great question. As founder of Boastmasters International, uh, there is no timer, but, you know, be prepared if you go too long uh, to have your boast uh, get put in the roast. 
Okay, well, so this is the first Postmaster meeting. It's structured like a... Since it's the first meeting, it is like a beta meeting, and we're going to be open-minded, and we're going to embrace this as we do. And my job as Postmaster is just to facilitate the meeting, and it looks like I don't have that much to do. So there's going to be a, set, a boasting section, and we have our boaster tonight's boasters. And it looks like our list here, we have Mesmaro boasting tonight, uh, Omaha boasting tonight, and, and Nine boasting tonight. And Flex, are you boasting tonight? Um, no, thank you. And Carbon Man, you weren't qualified for this because tonight's boast is boasting about the best ride at Universal Studios. Uh, actually, it's Universal Studios theme park. Okay, Universal, whatever, the theme park in Orlando that we may or may not have secretly visited once or visited separately. Uh, we haven't visited. We've only virtually visited it in VR. But I think these boasts will up the chances of us heading down there, either individually as a team, because it doesn't count in VR. But I think these bo okay, I'm the boastmaster. Thank you, founder. So we're ready for the boasting, and then there'll be the roasting. My roastmaster is actually not. That's a little too punny. I'm just the de-boast. De uh, I do ro roastmaster, though. Okay, yes, a Betty Beta meeting. Great job, uh, Boastmaster. Thank you. Thank you, Founder. So we have our Boastmaster boasting going on, and we're going to be talking about what is the best ride in that theme park uh, to, 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 to boast about. Uh, and would like put your hands together for a little presentation uh, by our friend Mesmaro. Oh, yes, you said my name like uh, that. Thank you, Electra. Thank you, Boastmaster. Now, you, you may be wondering, sitting there in your own mind, having what you would want to ride, a ride you would like to ride. And it might be a fast ride. It might be a, a ride with effects. Uh, it might be a ride with motion picture, three-dimensional effects, or real-life effects. It could have a storyline. It could have ups and downs and twists and turns. It could have friendly faces you remember from your, you know, that you say, wow, that makes me feel good. It could have villainy and things you say, well, I don't like those people. could have celebrity voices. But many of the rides at this park contain some of these elements, uh, but only one. Uh, contains them all, and that's Transformers the Ride. And I'd like to transform your attitude into the best ride from from frown. It'll transform you into a smile. It will transform your doldrums into joy. It will transform your opinions of other rides from a boast to a roast. It has Optimus Prime. It has Bumblebee. It has other characters that, you know, from the movies that we have enjoyed. We don't enjoy the... Okay, thank you, thank you. You can comment when it's your turn. It has both dual antagonists. More than that, though. It has Mega... Starscream, Megatron. Also, another character whose name escapes me that pulls you around it affects it has a few and it has in quad quadruple dimensions i can see i'm losing you but there's no boast it's just a fact the greatest ride there is transformers thank you 
Well, thank you, Ms. Morrow. Thank you for not using any vulgarity like you have in the past at Toastmasters meetings. I don't know why at a Toastmasters meeting you'd feel like you're fine using vulgarity, but at this meeting you'd clean your lane. Oh, I'm changing. Thank you. I, I want to make my, I've learned to make my message more impactful. I don't know. I don't need, like, there's no need to swear when with Transformers arrive. You'll be doing swearing, swearing with joy and excitement. Okay, thank you, Miss Morrow. You're t- I guess you, you've succeeded your time. Uh, now, the next person that I would like to boast is Omaha. Omaha, come on up. Uh, thank you, Alexa. I, would, I do not have too much to say. This fool here, he says, oh, Transformers, it will shake you, first off. It is, I don't get this thing where you have two, two, two of different layers of effects. I do not find it. Uh, immersive, I find it non-immersive to go from a screen uh, to a robot. Uh, it, is, it makes suspension of disbelief nearly impossible. And what you want is to immerse into a world much like our own, with a character who stirs something in your heart, who heals with just the touch of a finger. Well, you could go for a ride on a bike and go to another planet at the same time. Where you say, is this ride like a Disney ride or not? I don't know. Because the story is so good and they're singing. Also, if you have ever done anything with the, you say, well, this is like a trip, man. This is good. That is easy to ride. Something for everyone, water effects, and uh, not shaky. I mean, another thing Ms. Morrow forgets is we're trained, and seeing Optimus Prime makes me, you know, go into action mode. So it is ridiculous. Uh, so it's either ride. No one will get excited. I will buy ice cream for everyone. It is right. Thank you. Thank you, Bossmaster. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Omaha. That was a very nice presentation. The next presentation we have is someone who declined, but I'd like to give Flex a chance to come on up here and give a speech. Okay, thanks, uh, hey everybody. I mean, I don't want to boast, but what's uh, a ride that spans the generations and still wins all the theme park best ride awards? It's Spider-Man. Well, what's a ride that still uses older technology, still feels smooth? They design rides like transformers based on it but they still can't top it that's the spider-man ride also it's made in animation so it's easier to suspend your disbelief between effects because uh everything is excuse me this is not men of a pejorative way cartoony it's a ride that'll change you it's not as shaky and it, you know, predates the motion picture, so you can suspend your disbelief any further. Spider Man, the ride. Thanks, everybody. Oh, thank you. This is the most pleasant boasting. And now, our final uh, boaster is Nine. Nine, why don't you come up here? Ah, oh, thank you, everybody. Now, I, you know, you might be saying, I, I can't, I'm, I'm stunned at the terrible level of boasting here. So I'm going to have to do some work for all of you because there's no question which ride you want to go on. It's just a matter of which one. There's three Harry Potter rides in between these two parks. So the only question you want to ask yourself is, do you want to go on Harry Potter's journey? 
the Gringotts Express or uh, the Hogwarts Express or whatever the Gringotts bank ride is. And I would say with all of us, the easiest decision is to take the, the uh, with all that I'm processing, all the boasting and taking it and packing it up and reboasting it and saying, well, if you want to combine E.T., with uh, the Spider-Man effects that are the better effects than the, uh, of, uh, whatever that Voltron ride is. And don't no, don't, please don't interrupt me with your nine Voltron comments. And then we, instead of getting ice cream, we could get a, a glass of, uh, whatever that's called. Wizard, wizard, whatever, uh, they butter beer. Thank you. Thank you, brain. Uh, that's, that's the ride. And then we could go on the Gringotts ride, which is very fun and very immersive in the queue and easy to suspend your disbelief. Take the Hogwarts Express, which would be the best ride. And it will, it will amaze you. Some of these are tech, technologically, you won't even, it'll boggle your mind. Thank you. And then we will travel to uh, the Harry Potter's journey within the Hogwarts castle. So thank you. That's all I have. I'm honored to be here and speak with all of you. Uh, thank you all. All right. Thank you. So that was uh, that's uh, th- those are all our boasts. Now it's time for the deboast. I'm introduced. I don't know what it is, and I don't know uh, what he's going to say. But I'd like to introduce our deboaster, uh, Lick. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, you did you did an awful job uh, as as boastmaster. Uh, but you know, that, uh, that doesn't affect it. it just, it, I'm just speaking of this situationally, not you as a person and speaking of personal tastes, all of yours is awful and your knowledge of theme parks is uh, below that, uh, because you, everyone knows the first ride you should go on is the newest rides. Uh, and then you could go on your personal favorites and so when we finally get to a way to actually attend a real park, it won't matter if it's a whatever, whoever runs the theme park. We're not going to go on a frigging E.T. ride that's 40 years old or a Spider-Man ride that's 10 or 15 or 20 years old or an advertisement for movies or whatever else you would do. Like, uh, I mean, the Harry Potter stuff actually sounds good. But first, we'll go on the newest rides, which I, at the time, will we'll decide is when we go. So uh, that's all. Oh, yes, uh, I'm sorry. What did, what did you have? You had a cabin, Carbon Man. Oh, yes, uh, the, the, those sparks don't exist anymore. Okay, did you just hear the silence, everybody? Could you just have... Holy dig, Electra. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't fill the Carbon Man in on all the rules. Uh... Carbon Man, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief. I thought we went over how to suspend your disbelief when they can follow. This is like saying yes. I know we haven't done any improv classes because none of us have any experience with that. But the theme, you just ruined it. You just ruined the Boastmasters meeting, Carbon Man. No offense, but I, I don't understand how you're not aware that this was a healing... Well, I'm I'm even stunned. I was just stating a fact. You were stating a fact within our reality. This was a good, this you really just took Lick's night and ruined it. He, he this was his night in 
I mean, I guess you could say when I do a Toastmasters meeting, we haven't done one in a long time. But that uh, we're supposed to pretend that we need our, like, uh, they're supposed to immediately be in the moment, Carbon Man. Oh, man. Toastmasters meeting ruined. Uh, Lick, do you have anything to say? No. Thank you for, uh, we're all aware the theme parks are gone. And great. That's just great. I don't know what else to say. Oh, we got a, what is it, Flex? It's a nag call coming in. Yeah, we got a nag call coming in. Okay, can you put it? No, it's it's uh, encrypted. Okay, let's see. They're coming. They got a. Okay, we're getting an assignment here. Okay, it looks like there's a group that wants to nationalize. They want to be applied for nation status and new nag. Just call them nag. New nag is just concerned. Uh, they've moved into like a Rust Belt city that like had been emptied and they've been revitalizing it and expanding and uh, Nag, they, they have, they have a charismatic leader and uh, so Nag's not sure if they should, uh, dis- like, uh, how they should handle this uh, and they want us to look into it. Okay, Flex, so tell, okay, is that, is there anything else in there? No, but I'm, I'm searching, don't worry, I'm searching on this leader. Goodwin is the leader's name. Okay, this is interesting. So before uh, the dissolution of the states, uh, he played this. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm trying to read and, and talk at the same time. He played this interesting role uh, in, in the entertainment business. Remember, like, how, of course, we all remember Hollywood. And Hollywood blockbusters, that might inspire rides. You know, that once, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, someone ruined that tonight. But, uh, you know, like, uh, so it's actually interesting for our topic tonight of the Boastmasters meeting. So it, uh, Hollywood had that last height where they had franchise blockbusters. And, you know, it was uh, like Transformers was one and there was Harry, Harry Potter was another one. E.T. was not one. And then there was the fictional superheroes and nobody scoffed. But, yeah, they had the, the gods that returned to the earth type theme movies. And these became, let's see, so I'm trying to dilute this down. So Hollywood's business uh, really, they, they had invested a lot of everything in, in these interlocked blockbusters, the space ones, and it became such a like a big, big part of their business that people like uh, started to wonder, well, what if one of these movies fails? Like, uh, and they were running all these economic models, and this was still early. And this guy Goodwin came out uh, and saw this problem before. I think he even saw before Hollywood entertainment business did. And he kind of created his own business and his own persona. And what he would do was take a lesser uh, part of the franchise and he would make a movie in, on a very tight budget because that was the thing. These movies had these big budgets. Uh, so. If you made two or three, you know, one or one or two of them had to make money to, to profit and cover the costs of the other ones. And, of course, no one wanted to be in the ones that were going to be a flop, but there's really no way to predict that. 
And there was a lot of arguing over what was how to predict being a hit uh, or a flop. And then Goodwin stepped forth and said, well, what if I could guarantee you the flops instead of the hits? And he had really analyzed this. And this was in a non-illusionary way. He would create a movie for the franchise. He would involve people in that, that were willing either. At first him, the first movie, he was the writer-director. And he got some actors that were ready to kind of step away from Hollywood anyway. He made the movie using the technology he could to make it look close to a big-budget movie, uh, but, like, for much cheaper. And the movie was terrible, uh, but, it, like, not in a totally obvious way. And I know what you're going to ask, was there ever an unintentional hit? No, that was the thing. He was good at making these movies that would still make back most of the cost and a profit for him. Also, you know, counting tricks. So, like, like it just became this huge business uh, for him for just, for just a, like about a decade, where he would go in and protect these franchises by making the bombs, like uh, the, the terrible movies. And protecting everyone involved. And also, like, most people in Hollywood knew about it. So people were comfortable with him. And people were comfortable, you know, getting paid and not an obscene amount of money. But, you know, to, to like, if their reputation, like, they said, well, yeah, I just want to go live in the Cayman Islands. So just, you know, give me that money. And, and that's fine if I get my performances panned. Or there were some actors that kind of felt like they could use about, you know, they could use that to help it. And then they had, you know, more. So it was just a big business he had. And then, of course, he developed a reputation. Like once people realized as the as things waned in the States and the, the dissolution began, he uh, like he, he people really became a fan of his. And at some point it crossed over, and I think this was right when people were looking for something, you know, with the dissolution, they were looking, like, they found his pictures, and he started touring and giving talks and explaining his theories about negativity and criticism, uh, because in talking about how empowering it was, because, uh, you know, one thing people were interested in, once it all it didn't really matter anymore. It was like, well, how'd you deal with uh, the way people would talk about you? You know, most people, you know, they said, oh, you, you know, that was my favorite character, you know, Lefty, Lefty McGee or whatever, the, the character only a few people really liked, and you really ruined it. And it, he really, like, had a way of acknowledging. He was like, he's like this, he became this positive preacher of negativity, and a negativity magnet, and even people that he was speaking to would be, like, uh, they would get mad at him, or, like, uh, and he would encourage it. And I guess this spiraled into some sort of movement where, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, like, he could, the group, I don't know if it's Nag or him that calls the group the Sullen, and, like, uh, I guess anyone that considers themselves Sullen or who feels like the world can't contain their negativity or people don't understand them. It's like this positive negativity. It's tough to explain and it doesn't really make any sense to me. But yeah, at some point they purchased, uh, 
uh, city on the, in, in between like where Pennsylvania and New York uh, in there. And that city had been, it, it was, it, they revitalized it, I guess, and they live there, and more and more people keep moving there, and they've expanded the area. And I guess, according to Nag, they want to create a small nation there. Uh, okay, what else do we know about this good one? Is there anything else? Uh, not really. I mean, it looks like a kind of, uh, you know, like a charismatic figure, but, uh, I don't know. This is all confusing to me. Yes, it is. It's very confusing. I think, huh, what should, how should we handle this? So what do you think Nag wants? They just want us to find out more? Uh, what do I think Nag wants or what did they say Nag wants? What do you think and what did they say? Well, they want us to investigate the leader and help him decide if, uh, it's a good thing, like if it should be a nation, but they they didn't see that, you know, they didn't say, hey, find out all the positives. They said this is possible. So I think they want us to look at a leader and then probably, you know, deal with it or something. Okay, so they're seeing this as a not positive thing. And do we have any reason, do we know what the residents, like if these things type things make me nervous, these groups that are forming around a charismatic leader. Usually this isn't, this does not sound like a good thing though, but why hasn't my, I mean, I'm trying to tune into that area with my feelings and I guess I can see a concentration of negativity there, but it doesn't seem like a a concentration of unhappiness. Uh, So what do we think we should do in what? Uh, I think uh, we, we should, uh, you know, take the city, put it on the moon. Uh, if it's a bunch of negative people all together, uh, we get rid of them. Okay, well, that's one way to look at it. And uh, what about, does anyone else have any, um, well, I'm concerned because this kind of thing, this can be an unbelievable, powerful thing. I mean, if they're all gathered there and they can, and they have just one leader, it is a cons- area of concern. I believe we need to remember how we were fantasizing earlier before Carbon Man ruined it about going undercover uh, to a theme park. What if we send someone undercover to be in in the negative the group of the negative people and gather information directly and check on the people? Wouldn't that be magical? It would it's a great idea. Now, who would fit in among a, like a group uh, with a negative belief system? Ah, Lick, yeah, Lick, that guy, Lick, yeah, Lick, Lick, and probably Omaha. Oh, yeah, Omaha, too. So, Lake in Omaha, I think we'll send you undercover uh, to check out this group, uh, okay? Hey, everybody, the narrator here. So, and by the power of podcasting, I'll save you the time and uh, set the mood for you in a Rust Belt area city in the Northeast. Luckily, not at the present moment, but in the later spring when it's so beautiful, uh, grass is green, uh, the trees are budding with leaves and flowers, the air is clean, cloud-free, well, almost, you know, it's got the nice kind of clouds, 
Streets have been washed by this early spring rain from the snow and the salt, and they just look great. And we see like different, like a city and then the schools and everything. It looks really, really well kept. And then out on the edge of the city, just like uh, this was a city, you know, not big enough for exurbs. So while it had some suburbs not far from the edge of the suburbs, is grassy former farmland. And out there is like, it looks like it's been manicured, long grasses and low slung buildings. It looks a little little bit like a summer camp. Uh, uh, It could be a summer camp, actually. And we see Omaha and Lick uh, following a group of people, presumably sullen. But everyone seems to be dressed in a lot of cargo shorts. I don't know if that has to do with anything, but, you know, most people like... uh, look like normal people, except uh, you get a global sense, a uh, very, very diverse group of people. And we see, then we see a classroom and a bunch of people are sitting at desks, uh, adult sized desks uh, or college, I guess college kids are adult sized, but this is all ages with seemingly new arrivals uh, taking a class, and people are pointing at the board, and Omaha and Mesmaro are in there. Uh, then we see, uh, oh, no, wait, oh, then Mesmaro raises, he says, this is magical. Negative energy, oh, it says negative energy on the board. It says negative energy must be transformed or discharged, underline, underline, underline. And Mesmaro finds that magical. Uh, then we see... Uh, Omaha, and she's in a line, and she's kind of muttering, her like, uh, I don't deserve to carry a box filled with your negative energy. Uh, but then she gets up to the front, and they're giving out these big wooden boxes, like uh, closed on the top. And she's, and she's, oh, hello, thank you for your box. So happy to take it. Oh, this is a joy. And then she just starts walking, and they're walking around the whole summer camp compound in circles, carrying these boxes. And then another day, we see them all in another room. A little bit more casual. People are snacking. It looks like it could be a library. There's long tables, and everyone's at long tables writing letters. And some people are at computers, and they're scribbling and writing fiercely. Brows are furrowed, and if we could catch the the just the tenor of the the uh, letters, they're uh, missives, I think you'd say. And some people are sending email missives or posting missives on whatever social networks exist. So lots of that, and now the, the, we see they're in a movie theater. And uh, people are like, uh, people are yelling at the screen and throwing things. Or it looks like they're playing movies and TV shows. It's another shot of a nightclub and uh, someone on stage being heckled by a majority of the audience. Uh, then we're back in the classroom, and Masmaro seems to be reenacting the movie. Like he seems confused about the movie and the uh, stand-up act. And the, te- the teacher trying to be empathetic, uh, and then she's writing on the board, learning to loathe what you love. And then she sends him back to his desk with, look, it looks like some busy work. 
And then we see it's nighttime and Ms. Morrow and uh, Omaha are together and they're sneaking uh, out to like a quiet spot just behind some rocks. And uh, let's listen in. Okay, can, call the bass. Uh, call, call, call the bass. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm trying. This, this has got to boot up. It hasn't booted up. Okay. They say, let it boot up then. Okay, I, I'll take it. Thank you. Is he calling? Yes, you should. It's a lot electric. Can you hear me? This is Omaha. Yeah, Omaha, go ahead. Report in. Okay, so we're here at the Southern Base. Right? That's what I'm calling it in my head. It's more like Southern Camp Southern. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. These people are, uh, they don't seem to, the, 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 we haven't seen the leader yet. He's going to be making a speech later. Uh, but he does it. No one seems to be doing it. There doesn't seem to be anything going wrong. Most things are optional. Though if you want to join them, you have to complete different courses. Uh, no charge. I think once you get a job, you have to, you know, kind of help support the community. Uh, but also they make money uh, uh, with uh, filling testing complaints, you know, for different uh, complaining. They do, they've monetized complaining, which I never could think you could do. I still don't. Mesmero, do you understand how they've monetized complaining? I believe they uh, have multiple streams of income, but through their, so they 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 work with companies. Some would you would say are white hat in some methods, probably not so much. Uh, but yes, everyone seems there's no really thing bad going on. I don't see anyone. It's just very negative, but everything's contextualized. It's magical when you put negativity in context. It's still exhausting. I mean, I don't know about you, Omar, but I fall asleep so quickly. Uh, and I don't think I would want to stay here, but people seem to like it. It, it does seem that uh, everyone belongs here that's here, and they just seem to be making the most of it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it seems like this is just where neg- this is like the best place for negative people. It's just a good thing, I think, and that here. I would say this is a great place if there's if you could make sure uh, where, how far away is the nearest place. Like they could not go on road trips or things, you know. You wouldn't want to have a diner if they're going on the road trip. You just close it down. Uh, but otherwise, everyone seems happy here. And uh, I mean, in a weird, weird kind of happy. Uh, so I would say give them their nation to nag. I'd say just do it uh, because why else? I don't see what they would. Okay, well, we've heard from nag while you've been there. And I mean, it seems like your, your idea best to keep them isolated. And I know there's idea of taking them off the planet and nag's listening in. They're still communicating. Flex, why are they communicating cryptically? Encrypt actually it's encrypted Electra. They're encrypting text messaging to me. Uh, I don't it just easier for them, I think. Okay, so they're saying, uh, Lick, how popular are you among the people? They're saying we should take the leader in for questioning. Uh, well, why would they want to capture the leader? Um, oh, sorry, like, uh, I, for, I forgot that we sent Ms. Morrow in there with you guys. Um, so, uh, 
Is Lick still there with you? Was he, was he, did, did he become an accolade of the leader? I, I mean, I know we made the last minute change to send Mesmaro in. Uh, but is Lick there? Uh, yeah, I just got down here. I've been meeting with the leader. And I, I, I have to agree with what Omaha um, said. Is that, uh, doesn't see, yeah, he, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Good one. Just, uh, Loves an, like, uh, I don't know what, it, what it, he's got something, like, it, maybe he was just, a, like, uh, he, he doesn't seem to mind the negativity. Oh, it's the worst to hear. But, I mean, we don't, he, he like, says, well, let's just do this with the negative. He, he's very uh, good at focusing negativity. I, I don't see there's a downside to this at all. Well, so Nag wants us to take the leader and, like, install you in leadership till they speak with the leader. Uh, well, why would they want to possibly do that? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it does make sense if you think from Nag's perspective. They have all these negative people here. And if they take over, uh, they could weaponize their negativity. Oh, God, they could. Electra, this is, is Nag listening to this call still? Yeah, they should be listening, cause, but we don't have, they're, they're only communicating Yes, they're, they're listening, and I would hope they wouldn't want to weaponize negativity, but that does sound like the exact thing they would do. Uh, well, the, the, the leader's about to speak. I think we should go speak with the leader. Like, like, this is a big speech. It's a, 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 They're going to present us as a success, all the new successful accolades. And uh, I, I, I actually, by the way, I'm the best. I, I won the... Uh, like I graduated at the top of our class uh, because uh, anyway, uh, because I had just been working right with the leader and we're late. Uh, so we got to go. Uh, and then they rushed down uh, to, to the like big, you know, the hall where they had the movies and stuff. And out there on the stage is Goodwin, uh, the leader who just seems like a regular, uh, you know, semi-charismatic run of the mill person. And he's in the middle of a big speech, uh, and it takes a while for Mesmar. Like they got to find the other acolytes. So this part we could skip over. It's like uh, it's talking about uh, contact. You know, same thing we've been talking about: context, uh, direction, the swinging of the old uh, the pendulum between the states and the old world, and the, the downfall. And if they would have just uh, d d d discharged, uh, and now Lick's rushed up on stage, uh, so I think we can come in here. And I believe that uh, if Icarus's father had just had a little bit of solemnity in him, not only we saved his son, not only would they have escaped. But the world would have had flight uh, for all people. He could have brought his knowledge and spread it across the world and what lives we would be leading right now. What things could we have avoided if we could all just fly around like birds, if we did not fly uh, too high? And now I just see my, my timeliness is uh, normally a strong suit, uh, and it should be. Yeah, but a good friend of mine who came not long ago to our community, struggling to decide internally if he wants to join us, uh, a connection 
with the world that we left behind. Uh, Francis, uh, come on up. Uh, thanks. It's Frank, actually. Frank, thanks, everybody. I'm glad to be at the head of class this year. And I've, but I've got some things I've been thinking about as I've learned so much from you, Goodwin, about the power of dislike, uh, of concentrated, you know, that, you know, that lesson really struck me when you pictured the sullen below the waters of the river, you know, partially waist deep in and whatever, you know, I don't, I wasn't paying attention totally, but they were not reaching up to pull people down, but to pass their sullen energy on and say, hey, carry this, you know, don't pull me out. I'm not going to, you know, just take this negative energy away from me. But I found a hole in this whole thing. Uh, a selfishness uh, bathed in heroism. Because the one thing I know from the world I've come from, and actually I did some studies on the library computer with the help of someone outside this community uh, who uh, knows how to do spreadsheets and stuff like that. And we took our surveys of all the countries you've come from, all the nations, and those are the nations that are currently performing the worst uh, when you look at all levels of... Uh, you know, what would make a nation flourish? Uh, not that any nations are flourishing currently, don't worry about that, but what are nations least flourishing? They're the nations that all of you left behind. And I have a feeling that uh, while they might not miss you all, probably not, uh, they need you. And sure, we could live out here in isolation, Channeling our negativity and sending it where it needs to go. Uh, keeping out of the way of those who don't understand it and uh, can't handle it because uh, they're buffoons. I knew, I knew that. I knew it all like that. That's pandering. Thank you. Uh, but I stand up here in front of you and I say that the time has come for you to return home. Uh, because uh, society can and also... also uh, a jealousy, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot here. Uh, jealousy, uh, the, the, the good one. Uh, there's people that are jealous of this group here. And I think it's just jealousy because they say, well, I forgot what it was like to have all of you around. And now that I see you gathered in a concentrated way, whatever, I covet, I covet thy negativity. So concentrated, all of thee. And so I, I challenge you, uh, you know, how negative could, could you, could, could we be, uh, the sun that melts, I don't know, uh, what, you know, what is, uh, I don't know, I don't, I'm not good at, uh, metaphor type things. Uh, good one, what do you, what say you, I challenge you on this stage now, if you do not agree, uh, to a, you know, uh, oh, well. The student becomes the master. I have been waiting for this day for a long time, for someone to outshine me, for someone to melt my wings and return me to the earth whence I came. I believe you're right. Uh, 
I think, and I, I understand the coded messages you're trying to send me about je- nation, jealous nations. Uh, so I, I don't know what else to say, but I, I don't think uh, the, uh, the the places we left would see it as brightly as you, but if you could make it happen. Also, I know you're all undercover superheroes. So we would agree, wouldn't we all? Booing, yeah, that's a great way to agree. Thank you, everybody. And so then they, the three of them rush out and they hop on the horn with Electra. Okay, Electra, uh, what do you? What is uh, Nag saying now? Uh, well, Nag said if, uh, I mean, basically that they said, well, if, they, if they'd prefer them to be diluted than concentrated, so they want to go forward with the idea. The problem is just like that leader said, no one wants those people back. They want to keep them in isolation. And I don't believe that they do. They like okay. They they said they would take most most of the countries on Nag, and then all the non-Nag countries agree that they would take them back if they wore some kind of scarlet letter. Um. Uh, that's how that's the compromise they the governments were willing to reach. Oh dear, that is so. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. What in the name of Louisa May Alcott? Uh, that's not who wrote that book. Okay, I was kidding there. I know it was Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, that's not his Okay, thank you, Mr. Negative English major. Top of the negativity class. I could have given you that award before we even took the training. Uh, Electro, what should we do? Because that is not... Uh, I don't think the negative people will go for that. They're already living in isolation. Why would they give up their isolation at the where... Okay, I have a question, Ms. Morrow here. Uh, what, Electra, what is the biggest fear with the, 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 the people when accepting the negative people back? Well, that, that, that I guess that they're right. I guess that's whatever, isn't it? When you're negative, aren't you worried? They say, well, what if they're right? Uh, Carbon Man here. No, it's not if they're right. It's that, uh, that uh, it is the tale of the sullen. It is that they'll, uh, like, uh, pull you... The sullen that they're going to pull you, their negativity, though, is a uh, sand pit, and you will be in there with the sand pit of their negativity. And that's why the nations that want them. Okay, great. So you're the next spokesman now. Thanks, Carbon Man. I knew it. Huh. Well, I guess the thing is, the people here are very proud. Uh, I wonder, but there's no way, like, uh, uh, what if he's not so obvious? They're very proud. What if he's a ward? Uh, uh, yeah, like a pin or a ribbon instead of a letter. Like, like a, uh, what if it is a, a badge, a badge of honor? Okay, that is no, 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 not a badge of honor or courage. Uh, uh, but yeah, something like that. Because everyone sees themselves as realists here, not as a negative. Uh, they do, they accept that, but, uh, you know, it'd be like they're, if they're returning, they're doing us a favor. That's the way it's got to be pitched. Uh, the realist ribbon with the really realist ribbon awards. How's that sound? Everybody. Well, what color should it be? I believe it should be burgundy. It should be funny, you know, it'd be burgundy. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, wouldn't this just ice? Like they're living in isolation. If they're, I I couldn't go. The whole nag thing, 
They're just going to be returned to isolation in their own communities, and it won't. Okay, but this is a solution uh, where everybody wins, uh, because I did do studies, the nations, uh, like most of their, some of their happiness ratings went up, but everything else, like economic stuff, went down. And that's how I kind of uh, worked with, I mean, I saw this coming, because uh, if economic, the the negative people help, uh, okay, that's fine. The realist ribbons, then, that's the solution. Uh, great, we'll go pitch them, and uh, actually, we're going to go to bed first. This is like being around here, like Mez said, is so exhausting. And then we'll we'll get we'll, we'll tell everybody the good news about the realist ribbons, realist ribbon award. They're going to love that. Like uh, they tend to believe this. If you tell them they're a hero, uh, that's one of the. That's how Goodwin. Uh, his whole me- oh, you're, you're really a hero telling it like it is. I never learned that skill uh, till now, so you got to use that one. But it just makes me shrink up inside still, even though I've been here in the top of my class, by the way. I don't know how Goodwin does it. He he somehow, I don't know if he believes it, but I think he might. Wow, you really, really did, did, did that, you know, told it like it was. So, uh, uh, but I think we have to learn how to say that, you know, uh, is, is there any way, uh, anyway, we're going to go to bed and then we'll get the awards handed out. Okay. Good night, everybody. Okay. Good night. Thanks. I want to thank uh, some people on Twitter, James C, Bob, yeah, Allison F, uh, David C. Uh, Red Devils fan, Carrie S, thanks and good night. Thank you all. You and good night. Lisa S to the P, longtime uh, listener and patron. Thanks. Becky, Texas back patron. Thank you. Uh, Lord uh, L, thank you. Susan K, thank you. Uh, Damon D on the backup, thank you. Uh, Nicola, thank you. Also, thanks for the recommendation. I followed. Uh, That's good. Uh, Hi Fi Nation, thank you. Nane. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Christine M. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Jenna M. Thanks and good night. Uh, 10 of 10. Thanks and good night, Kathleen. Thank you and good night, uh, Sally W. Thank you and good night, Nug from Illusionoid. Thanks and good night, uh, Julia S. Uh, Four five six. Thanks and good night, uh, Melanie W. Thank you and good night, uh, Corey. Thanks and good night, Kipster. Thanks and good night, Daniel W. Thank you and good night, uh, Teresa A. Thank you and good night, Kai. Thank you and good night, Paul. Thanks and good night, Julia. Thanks and good night, Kipster. Thank you and good night, uh, Missy uh, Endless. Uh, thank you and good night. Johnny C., thank you and good night. Uh, Miss Shizzy, thank you and good night. Amy B., thank you and good night. Uh, Denise Z., thank you and good night. Laurel E. P., thanks and good night. Melissa, Mel Stevens, thanks and good night. Uh, Amanda M., Ginger, thanks and good night. Allie F., thank you and good night. Last year, Jared, thank you and good night. Uh, Shannon, thank you and good night. Michael S., uh, thanks and good night. Mr. Palmer, thanks and good night.
Paul G., thanks and good night. Mary Beth, thanks and good night. Yvonne, thanks and good night. One You Feed, thanks and good night. Uh, Fiona, thank you and good night. Debbie M., thanks and good night. Babs, be like Babs, thanks and good night. Anya, thank you and good night. Melissa H. to the J., thanks and good night. Matt H. Uh, is concerned with the $1,000 question, thanks and good night. Uh, FDT, thank you and good night. Sleep Talker, back, thank you and good night. Alicia, thank you and good night. Uh, Saros, thank you and good night. Cochran, thanks and good night. Mitchell D, thank you and good night. Madison, thanks and good night. Taylor B, thank you and good night. Jennifer L, thanks and good night. Tammy with an I, thanks and good night. Uh, Julie A, thank you and good night. Jelly Sock, thanks and good night. Elizabeth H, thanks and good night. Thomas F, thank you and good night. Thanks and good night, everybody.